ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Warlord Games official podcast, the podcast that digs into all of the fantastic games that Warlord puts out for us to play and enjoy. Now, if you've listened to this show before, one of the games that keeps coming back again and again and is turning into a real sensation is, of course, the 2000 AD series, and we have a new addition to that series. It isn't a new game, because though we had some new additions to that earlier this year, we do have an expansion from a game from a year or two ago, and my personal favorite from the series, although I do like all of them, Judge Dredd. And we are back with the author of Block War, Matt Sprang from Mongoose Publishing. You might know him as the author of Victory at Sea, and he is joining us today to talk all things Block War. Matt, welcome to the show. Hey there. Thank you for having me. It is always a pleasure to have you on. We had such a good time the last time you were on yes. Talking Shop, <laughs> and it is just always a pleasure. Now, man, so many things to talk about with this. Before we dig in, let's talk a little bit about Block War and the 2000 AD mechanics for those who aren't necessarily clear. For those who aren't aware, Warlord got the license to create tabletop miniature games based on many of the 2000 AD properties. Um, of course, Judge Dredd being one of the biggest and um, one of the more popular ones that Warlord has put out through that system and, of course, of the comics. Those games were put out by Gav Thorpe and our good buddy Andy Chamberlain. I know that you have worked on many bits and pieces of the 2000 AD things behind the scenes and other Warlord games as well. What I really like about this game, unlike many miniature games where you have several factions on both sides that are roughly even sizes, this does a really good job of creating a system where you can have individual characters, judges, for example, against larger groups of less strong models while still maintaining the integrity of that random activation pull because of the chit system. Do you want to talk to us a little bit about that? Because I know that given some of the human um, waves that are part of Block War, this might be something that you would have had to consider when creating this book. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that was, uh, in a way, it's, it, that was the first problem that um, we hit when we um, uh, started work on Block War. Because um, the the core Dread Miniatures game... <clears throat> Um, really is focused on uh, small forces. And when you start looking at uh, the Justice Department, um, you can end up with really small forces. Mm -hmm. And that's not what you want in a block war. I mean, on no. you don't want to turn into a grand battle game, but um, having uh, five, six, seven, eight models on uh, one side, that just ain't going to cut it. No. So, uh, yeah, the... the that was the very first thing, uh, taking a look at um, uh, different ways we could uh, expand the number of models on the table. Um, and mechanically, that's that's easy enough because um, uh, the game does scale up uh, quite nicely. Plus, it already had rules for um, uh, mobs of citizens, um, for example. Um, but it was doing that and still maintaining a feel that this was your force 
uh, from your block uh, and not just um, uh, a bunch of strangers on the table, which is really what the game isn't about. Right. I should back up and say, what makes this new attachment to the Judge Dread game so different is rather than having warring gangs or small groups, as you said, the judges, you only get a few. When I've played this, I've had one veteran judge and one rookie judge. And that was my force that I played in yeah. quite a few games. It Two models. It was really easy to paint. It was a lot of fun. Um, but when we consider block war, we're not just talking about gangs. And this is a really interesting mechanic and I think is amazing. It takes the usual build a force and turns it on its ear because you're not building a gang. You're not even building a force of people. You're actually building a mega city block. You know, I'm, I'm imagining Eaton Blighton block or, you know, all of the classics from the comic books. And you are literally saying what infrastructure those blocks have. And as warfare kicks off, not only are you talking about the people in the block, but you are literally talking about trying to shore up the block as it falls apart from um, from conflict. This is such a wild idea. I love it. Yeah. Um, in yes, as I say, in the uh, in the um, uh, Judge Red Miniatures game, you're you're building your uh, uh, gang or force of judges, um, and you're telling a story um, over a protracted period of time, where there's days, weeks, months. Um, new people come into your gang, others leave, and the ones that stay are building up an experience. Well, a block war doesn't do that. A block war takes place over the space of just a few hours. So um, uh, the focus moves away from the individual. So in block war, you're not gaining experience points because there's, there's simply no time to learn stuff. And most of the... Mm. Um, uh, people uh, that are streaming out of the block to fight are probably lunatics who aren't going to learn anything anyway. Um, so what becomes important is the block itself, and that becomes your um, identity on the on the tabletop. So what we moved away from building a set force with set characters, and instead saying right in the early stages of the. Um, uh, of the block war, you're going to have um, uh, this relatively small number of um, uh, troops uh, right. in your force. Uh, but you have another game in that part of the campaign. You can have a completely different force. So you get to cycle through your whole uh, miniatures collection if you wish. Um, but there's a very nice mechanic in the core game where you where the campaign is divided into early, middle and late uh, phases which is absolutely perfect for um, a block war. And one of the things that allowed us to do was um, uh, escalate the uh, the scale of the conflict as time goes on. So you're you're starting the block war campaign off with, I mean, it's a much larger force than uh, normal, but uh, still modest enough. But as you get towards the end, your forces have grown and grown and grown, and you can use um, uh, vastly more miniatures if you so choose. Uh, to really get that horde feel and the feeling of the the block war escalating until possibly one for, one block is falling to the ground. And it all starts with the one dropped ice cream cone off the top, right? Isn't that from the comic? It's entirely possible, yeah. I mean, we it can start just because you don't like the people in the, uh, in the other block. And from one of the 
earliest things we did was um, define the type of block you're in. You get to choose that freely. So you can be in one of the really nasty slum blocks that uh, should have been knocked down um, two decades ago. But you do get certain bonuses for coming from that block. Your blockers are going to be really scrappy and they've got something to prove. Whereas uh, somebody from one of the uh, luxury conaps, there's not many people in those, relatively speaking, not many people in those blocks at all. Um, but they're all quite wealthy. They've all got um, uh, robot support throughout their uh, mm -hmm. block and they can bring that to the uh, the field instead. Um, and once we, we started doing that, uh, other blocks just uh, kept piling in. We've even got um, uh, fatty fat camps in there. Yes. I love it. And there's additional fatty models for those of you who are fatty fans from the comics. I mean, Warlord did put out amazing fatty models at one point. Now there's additional ones um, that you can supplement. And in fact, if I'm getting this right, there's a fatty character. There is. Um, Fats Hambo. Um, he's, if you imagine somebody who really buys into the, um, the creed of the city death, but also eats everything that is kind of him so he's, he's going in with his um uh, grenades uh, slung over his chest um but we had uh, i kept <laughs> we weren't gonna have um uh, fatty blocks or fatty camps uh in this um supplement but we we kind of mooted it at the start but figured it might not be um that much of a component so we had a couple of extra fatty that fats hambo for example that were going to be included in normal blocks uh but through development i started uh badgering um paul sawyer uh about this saying well if we just had x y and z if we just had these additional miniatures i could put this in as well and he was uh completely up for it so you've got really? fats hambo you've got um a fatty battering ram who is the poor lonely fatty in one end of the block that people have just um uh, strapped armor plates to and they're pushing him forward against his will uh to use as a battering ram um but we've also got the um the really nasty flab fighters in there as well so mm -hmm. having the fatty camp in in the uh game specifically allowed us to expand things out uh, i mean it is a ridiculous force but it is that's part of the course really <laughs> it is one of the things i love about dread is the diversity of the models i mean in the range that exists because warlord's been putting out models for a while for this now we have as you said before the city death and each of the blocks of course would have their own city death in their own colors and their own uniforms etc but then along with this release there are all sorts of citizen models that have been released some are armed with knives pipes I mean, I think someone's even uh, a cane uh, or some of the weapons in there. Mm -hmm. And as you say, they may not have formal weaponry, but they're still there to fight for their block. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If that ties into um, right from the start, we wanted um, uh, footsies in the uh, supplement, because um, if somebody's going to lose it, it's, it's probably going to be during a block war. Mm -hmm. um, and we were looking at various ways of doing this. Um specifically revolving around having um, uh, special models for them. Um, but in the end, you've got these, uh, one of the units you can have are these clusters of um, just ordinary citizens. Um, and um, you might find that during the course of the block war, quite beyond your control, um, one of them suddenly goes footsies, um, suddenly reveals that they've picked up a las or a las knife or something um, and becomes as much danger to 
their own side as the uh, as the opposing block. So yes, yeah, it's, it's just little things like that that we were able to squeeze in. Now, one of the really cool parts of the Judge Dread game is the inclusion of armory cards, where you can really, I mean, you can really bring the elements from the comics. Of course, my favorite is the card Boing, which brings the the item Boing into the game, which is in the original game. Um, now, there are new armory cards, and there are block war cards. There's a deck of them in this game. Can you talk about um, what what does this add to the Judge Dread game as far as card wise, and what is the purpose of the Block War deck? Yeah, so um, uh, the Armory cards um, very easily is just bringing um, effectively new equipment um, to uh, to the game, um, and they can be used with the uh, standard um, Judge Dread game as well as the normal campaigns. Um, when we started, we figured there would be this massive, great big list of um, uh, new armory cards to um, uh, go into it. But in the in the end, the um, cards in the core set uh, covered things so well um, that we didn't actually need to add uh, that many. It's just a, a few um, bits and pieces here relating specifically to the block wars. Where we did go heavy was with the block war cards. Um, they're effectively uh, big meg cards. Uh, they're used in the same way, but they are <laughs> they're, they're, they're more because um, uh, there's lots of crazy things going on during a block war um, and having someone uh, boing their way through uh, the middle of a fight. That's the least of what's going to happen. So um, the big me uh, the block war cards were a way to um bring that craziness directly to the game that isn't reliant solely on the units you can there is still um a function to use um big meg cards from the base game if you so wish um but we also use the block war cards to handle the response of the justice department as well um so um if uh, if the opposing block is getting um uh, a bit too handy during uh, one battle um, they're they're going to find some uh, squad of right judges turning up or pat wagon or something. It's, it's it's all in there. And as I did mention the ice cream cone earlier, of course, I'm talking about the four cred freezy whip, which is in this game, because of course that's from the comic books. It is, um, and in fact, right at the start of the book, there's there's actually quite a bit of background material in this book. Um, it goes through um, the story of Block Mania, what happened, why it happened, and a strong hint of what it's going to lead up to. Um, but we also take a look at the blocks themselves, how they're structured, why they're built, um, and um, uh, the typical Justice Department response to uh, block wars. So you've got the context of everything that's going on as well. Nice. Now let's talk about what it's like to build the process of building a block. How do you have, I mean, yes, you did say some are scrappier, some are fancier, but what are some of the elements in block war creation that really does help give those blocks their own personality? I'm going to have to um, hold my hand up and admit something here. I unashamedly um, took the idea of building blocks from the original Judge Dredd um, RPG from uh, Games Workshop, the old box set. Such a um, good game, right? It is. I mean, that was that's actually the second RPG I ever played after uh, Dungeons & Dragons. So it's, it's locked in here. 
Um, so yeah, you you choose the kind of block you want, and then you have um, uh, a series of random generators to um, uh, basically build that block, and you have your own like block character sheet kind of thing to fill in. Uh, and it covers things like uh, the number number of levels the block has, the um, uh, number of citizens it has, um, how structurally strong it is, which might become very relevant at the um, uh, latter part of the war. Mm -hmm. um, so you can build up a whole picture of your own unique block. You've um, given it your uh, own name. If, even if you've got uh, two slum block, slum blocks flight, uh, fighting, they're going to be different in um, uh, various ways. Uh, and on top of that, um, each block gets a number of um, advantages or disadvantages, uh, depending on the type of block it wants. Uh, I mean, if you're a wealthy citizen, there's uh, a good chance that um, uh, the Justice Department is more likely to come down on your side than the, the scrappy scum block down around the corner. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Now, I have to ask. If you were to name your own block, or if you had a favorite block name, because each of these, of course, giant mega buildings that people are living in have the best names in the original comic book, um, was the Ronald Reagan block, the Eden Blyton block. Um, I mean, they're, they're all in there. Uh, do you have any blocks that you are either particularly enamored with the name of, or is there one that you really wish existed? Um, well, the... Sensibly, all the blocks are named after um, uh, famous personalities from mm -hmm. uh, typically from our, our modern era or um, a few decades beforehand. Um, but creating your own blocks means you can like slip in all the little um, uh, little side jokes or in jokes um, that uh, might be more pointed for people in the miniatures gaming hobby rather than the general 2000 AD audience. So in I think I'm right in saying in every um, Judge, Judge Dredd game I've worked on, I've always snuck in a Jervis Johnson high rise because he's so tall. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I was trying to think of, because they always do, as you say, use popular personalities. I was trying to think of who would be the most unlikeliest. I mean, Eden Blyton, of course, is a children's author. So mm -hmm. I was trying to think who would be a, the perfect candidate for a block name that would then probably have like a scuzzy bunch of people representing this beautiful human being. And if I'm thinking beautiful human beings, I was thinking the Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers block. Um, and then you just have like the worst people living in it. Well, um, you could do it the other way around. So you have um, um, a really nasty person, the blocks uh, named after with really nice people in it. Um, uh, and then you could take just about uh, any politician from any country in the, in today's world. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I think Richard Nixon is actually a blog. He is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm, not a crook. Um, speaking of the original comics, obviously the block war run from Judge Dredd, which I have read recently in preparation for this episode, is very key to the creation of the this expansion to the Judge Dredd game. Are there other storylines that you wanted to hook in because i know that the idea of block war or block or fighting between blocks has appeared in other places um was there anything besides that that really that you really wanted to make sure got in there yeah um i mean when i i started this um uh paul sawyer sent me um a massive stack of um uh 2000 ad 
uh, stories that feature block wars in some way. Um, in terms of actual background, um, only really concentrated on the um, uh, block mania storyline uh, because you can't really do a block war um, supplement without touching on that. Right. Uh, but we wanted it to be more about um, uh, the players' own blocks, their own stories, um, so they kind of have ownership of um, the campaign they're they're playing rather than. Um, uh, being enslaved to uh, to something else. Um, so the the other 2000 AD stories um, they were more mined for uh, new ideas for uh, units, equipment, um, block war cards, and such like. Well, I, I did notice that there's some very key equipment from those comics that appear in this. We have, of course, um, riot judges. We have sonic cannons, riot foam mentions, as you did before. You mentioned the pat wagons, flab fighters, robo dogs. We have plasticrete viruses, electro cordons. There are just so many quintessential judge dread items and ideas and characters that appear in this expansion that really does flesh out the universe. Can you talk to us about how some of those work in the game? Um, just to give us an idea of how the flavor works. You can pick any of the ones that I just mentioned or other ones. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, some things uh, are very easily. Um, I mean, if you have um, members of the Jaeger squad from the uh, City Death, then you are just tap Paul and say, we're, we're going to need some models for this. Um, but the nice thing about this game is that you can put a lot of um, uh, the diversity of Mega City 1 and you don't necessarily need miniatures to do it. The Electro Gordons are a, a great idea. They're um, uh, a block war card that um, uh, you can play on your opponent to um, uh, stop various things um, happening uh, during the battle. Um, whereas the in the Judge Dread Miniatures game that came before that I worked on, electric coordinates were actual models, which means you have to make the model, you have to convince people to um, that it's actually a really good idea to have like half a dozen of these on the table. I mean, it looks good on the table, but do you actually need a model for them as it, as it turns out? No, you don't. No, you really don't. Exactly. Um, well, speaking of models that you do need on the table for this, of course, um, one of my favorite expansions for this new expansion to the game is the release of a box called the Mega City Resident Mob. And it has 10 models. And as I mentioned before, we have someone with a cane. There's a robo dog. Um, there's someone with a, a picket sign. Um, there's a guy in um, what looks like an electric wheelchair. There's people throwing cans. I mean, you name it, it's in this box and down to a gentleman needing a walking cane to come out and fight. The personality of these models, when combined with the existing Judge Dredd models, are just, I mean, you really do get the feeling of a block emptying out. You have to be really happy with these models, right? Indeed. Um, some of them do have a bit of a story behind them. The um, uh, the elderly guy with the uh, the cane, let's say there's someone else in the uh, in their wheelchair. At the beginning, we were talking about uh, having an actual croc block in there. So you just have your whole force of uh, these people. 
Um, but we, we we felt that was too silly. And who actually wants to get a whole army of these guys? So um, uh, the, the test models that were done were put into that set, I believe. And um, of course, we also have, as I mentioned before, the new riot control judge expansion. So we have three new types of judges that people can add to their forces. Can you tell us about those? Yeah, the um, when I started um, uh, working on the Justice Department forces, um, I already had the uh, the riot judges fixed in my head, but um, and Paul sent me um, I say a bunch of those uh, 2000 AD stories, and they've got um, was it the assault judges in there who've got slightly different equipment and they're a bit more uh, brutal. So uh, yeah, that, they're going to work well. I'll put those in all right. But we also took the opportunity to have, um, we had already decided to put the big heavy weapons emplacements for the city death. So the sonic cannon and the um, heavy stubbers missile launchers are in there as well. Um, but once you've got, once you've got the, mod, the big centerpiece model done, it's um, very easy just to add uh, judge crew as well. So that went in the game as well. So of course, all this doesn't have to be just used for block war games. So if you want to bring the heavy weapon stuff to your judge forces um, in uh, standard campaigns, um, they're there for you now. I, I do know there are shotgun judge models that exist already and they look great, but looking at the one in the, the Rye control box, I am definitely getting that box. It looks amazing. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Let's talk block war expansion. It is an 80 page block war book. There's, it comes with a pad of 100 city block data sheets. There are 15 new block war cards in a deck, which we talked about before three new armory cards for the game as it exists, and you get two bonus rioting citizens that comes with the basic set. Now, of course, Warlord has also put out some awesome packages on their website. We have um, the introduction, of course, of the riot control box. We have the fatties at war box, um, which is the models you were mentioning before. And we have um, the mega city residents. And all of these are packaged a bunch of different ways. So if you're an established Judge Dread player, there are lots of options for you to pick up the different things to add to what you already have. But if you want to join in and you didn't jump in last time, and this has caught your eye, there are some wonderful ways to jump in and to uh, to pick this up. Uh, Matt, I know we are nearing our time here, uh, our ending. Is there anything that you want to make sure that we mention here as far as this expansion to the Judge Dread 2000 AD Warlord Games brand? Um, I think the one thing is um, I'd pass a thank you to um, uh, Andy Chambers for the uh, campaign system in the core set. Um, when, you're, when you're doing this uh, kind of work, every now and again, you come across a rule that another designer has done and it suddenly it just shines out of the page at you. Oh yes, I can use that one. And it was the three phases of the um, uh, campaigns in the real set because it uh, it works well there. It works perfectly in block war because you got the escalation um, of the war. It's not just the size of the forces that um, uh, increase with uh, each new phase of the campaign. You get specific um, scenarios. So right at the start, you have. Um, uh, just a few skirmishes in the Tween Block Plaza. You're, um, you've got punks uh, scrawling nasty things uh, about their arrival block. 
but it escalates and at the end of the uh the end of the uh block war you're not doing you're not scrawling stuff you're going through the sewers um uh planting demolition charges you're building uh bunkers in the uh tween bot plaza so it just has this really nice feel i think i actually sent uh, andy uh, an email thank you for doing that i'm i can use this <laughs> Yeah, he is such a great game designer, and it must be wonderful to uh, to pick that up and to be able to run with it, especially given that you've worked on other Judge Dredd games in the past, and now you're really um, bringing your knowledge to this newer version of the game and uh, bringing it to a whole new set of fans. It must be great. Well, it's it's always good when you're working on this kind of game because you're not you're not fighting with uh, what's gone on before trying to squeeze your own view of it. It's open enough and structured enough that um, you can hang your own bits on it. Well, guys, keep your eyes peeled. The Block War expansion goes out for sale anytime now, if it hasn't already. Tune in, check it out uh, on the Warlord Games website. Uh, Matt, again, as always, it is a pleasure speaking to you, sir. Thank you for coming on. It is always great to talk shop. Uh, it's great fun. Thanks for having me. Friends, thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Warlord Games official podcast. And thank you to everyone who's uh, sent in requests recently on new content coming out. I know a lot of people have been asking about uh, Pike and Shot epic battles. Don't you worry. That's in the pipe. It's coming soon. We will talk to you soon, uh, hopefully on that episode or another episode of the Warlord Games official podcast. Have a good one, guys. Good night.